0: Right. But, like, Thank God. I
1: have big boobs, so, like, she has big boobs. I mean, hers are fake, but whatever. I have a big butt. She has a big butt. Hers is fake. But, whatever. I just was like, <laughs> people. So, <think> many <laughs> so many asterisks. So <laughs> many. Like, yeah, I have a Brazilian butt lift. Has a Brazilian <laughs> butt lift. Friends by accident podcast hosts on
0: purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment.
1: This is Accidental Friends with Aline Deakin and Kristen Mandela. We'd like to acknowledge going forward that we are recording these episodes in Toronto and as most of us, most of those of us who live here and are listening and are recording, we are settlers and colonizers of this land so we want to do our part to honor those whose land we are on. It is our responsibility to reconcile with those who have taken care of this land for centuries before us, to listen and to learn from them. We stand with the First Nation and the Indigenous people.
0: This episode, we are talking all about the media and the way Mm -hmm. it's affected us. And boy, has it ever (laughs) from the early years to now and what we wish we saw in the media in representation today. We know that this topic is so, so important to people of color, queer folks, marginalized groups, and just in general, people who have grown up without seeing accurate depictions of themselves um, or depictions of themselves at all on Mm -hmm. screen or in print. And I know especially that this is a really important conversation for Aline. So I'm just really happy that we can have this conversation together on the podcast.
1: I'm so excited because I feel like it's, over the course of our episodes I at some points I feel like it's been like touched upon Mm -hmm. and then I always go "Ugh, I could just go on about this (laughs) and I'm like I don't want to derail that episode by going off on my tangent so I'm actually like really happy that we're having a whole episode about it
0: yeah me too I can't wait to get into it let's do it okay so let's start with you baby girl um Mm -hmm. when was the first time you saw Someone either on screen or on print, whatever it was, uh, that like looked like you or represented you. Do you remember how that felt? Like what that was like?
1: Um, to be honest, like I don't really remember a specific time or like okay. seeing somebody. Um, I mean, when I was younger, there was this like movie that came out, but it was like really about the Armenian community. So I saw Armenians on screen, but it wasn't like in a like, Broadway.
0: Like, yeah, but yeah. it was
1: it, and it was a lot of Armenians, but like it wasn't mainstream. It was like, I don't even know if people know of the movie kind of thing. So like, it was just like the Armenian community knew about this movie anyway. So like in terms of mainstream media and like Hollywood and all those, there's no one that ever sticks out in my mind as being like, Oh cool. Like she kind of looks like me. And so when I was younger, Mm. I was obsessed with Kim Kardashian. Like obsessed. I used to think she was the most stunning, beautiful, gorgeous person ever. I had her as like the backdrop on pretty much my phone, my computer, everything. No way. Because I was like, yeah. And Actually, that wasn't
0: that long ago. I think I remember you having it as your background.
1: Yeah. Like 2016,
0: 2017, maybe. I
1: definitely had still had it for a a while and I still think she's like gorgeous. But I heard she was Armenian and it like rocked my world. I right. was like, whenever people you were, would ask me. you were just me,
0: holding on to the Armenian yeah. aspect. And I was like, I
1: would, <laughs> I would be like, I'm Armenian and be like, like Kim Kardashian. And obviously I was too young to realize that she's not exactly the best role model, role no. model to have.
0: No. Especially at not. the
1: time I was quote unquote like idolizing her. this was like right around the time like her sex tape was coming out and all of that stuff, right, and it's funny like, no shade,
0: actually- but that that's like not even why she's a bad role model. Her bad role model stuff is mostly around her body image stuff, and she's like selling things yeah that make and women especially hate their like bodies. if
1: anybody saw the um interview that they oh the fam- my god that I could not did of being like even. do you think you've set unrealistic body expectations and I was like, like no
0: because we're the ones waking up having smoothies going to the yeah. gym we work for it I'm like girl you can't even yeah. move your face right now like I yeah, cannot take you seriously yeah
1: don't don't talk to me about that but yeah sorry. it's also <laughs> kind of funny because when she was on Dancing with the Stars this mm-hmm. is years and years ago my grandma was watching Dancing with the Stars and she obviously saw the last name IAN and she went Oh my God, she's Armenian. Did you know she's Armenian? And all of us were like, Yeah, of course we know she's Armenian, like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh my God, she's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, da, da, da. And I was like, My grandma has like literally never heard of an Armenian person. No, no, no. No idea. Like no idea. And then she later, I have no idea how, because she like didn't really speak English that well, like could barely understand it, but like somehow found out that she was like not a positive role model. And then was like, she's a okay. disgrace to Probably the army. Probably looked it up somehow. <laughs> somehow. Like, I don't even know how she did it. But She did
0: like the full 180.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I guess like my point is not that it was really nice seeing somebody on on TV or in the public eye who even kind of remotely had my body shape. Right. I was like, okay, obviously. Like a curvier,
0: especially a curvier, in the 90s, early 2000s yeah. when it was like. Yes. It was all the Kate Moss, all the rage, yeah. like the, the, you know, like the, the cokehead like, skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And so it was kind of nice. So I used to use her a lot as like my fitness inspiration too. Cause I was like, okay, well I'll never be skinny, skinny. I'll never have like stick thin legs, right. but like
0: Thank God. I have big
1: boobs. So like she has big boobs. I mean, hers are fake, but whatever. I have a big butt. She has a big butt. Hers is fake, but whatever. I just was like <laughs> people. So have many been, asterisks. So many. <laughs> <laughs> you like, yeah, I have a Brazilian butt lift. has a
0: Brazilian butt lift. <laughs>
1: Um, but at the time, I was like, people think she's beautiful and she's all these curves, so like, I must be able to, like, that must mean I can. That be There's beautiful. something beautiful but, about you too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but like as far as TV and like in shows and stuff like that, no, there's not a single time that I was like, oh, you're you like, know, oh, it's that, that
0: show with my favorite Armenian character in it. Like that was not happening.
1: No, no, no. And it, I, I still think I'm like struggling with that, but right,
0: it's just. Especially as somebody that went into acting, I imagine it would be really frustrating not really not that you need like an archetype, but not having anybody that you can be like, oh, I want to be the new this, or I'd love to be able to be like the 21st century Audrey Hepburn, but the Armenian version. You know what I mean? I also feel like it's hard hard for somebody anyone to compare yourself to.
1: Yeah, and it's like hard for somebody to take a chance on a new actor if they don't have somebody also In that head, has like come totally. before them to like compare it to like you give off whatever vibes like whoever i don't i don't even know like i'm trying to think of like you give off jennifer aniston vibes like i don't have anything like that like it's not right. like somebody could be like oh you give off these kind of vibes so like right we could fit you in here i could submit you for those roles because that's what They're casting re-
0: directors really do right like they try to like yeah. see a likable version of something mm-hmm. that they can input and that's why that like cycle kind of happens where it's like okay you're the new jennifer aniston or you're the new whatever you're the new j-lo only can think of j names (laughs) but but, like it really does feed into this loop of just like repeat rinse and repeat you know yeah yeah. and we've been getting a little bit out of that but to be honest not not as much as i think either of us would like
1: no of course not but like okay so that's me do you feel like you ever had a time that you were like i saw somebody else or did you even do you remember i In my head, I was like, do you remember the first time seeing somebody that, like, looked different than you on screen? That, like, maybe you, like, couldn't relate to their story or whatever.
0: Honestly, no. The the most and it's really wild like in contrast like I feel like I remember seeing myself depicted in almost every form of media I consumed and I think that is a little bit of a double-edged sword and I think this is something that we've probably like talked about before but I think like whether it was like Lizzie McGuire or even like hey Arnold like I don't care what it was like if it was real life or if it was cartoon there was always like without fail there was going to be some form of like a white girl Mm -hmm. that was in the show even if she wasn't likable or not or even if she was a likable character like it was very easy to like see a version of myself, mm-hmm. or a version of my brother, or of my dad, or of somebody yeah. in my family that was on screen all the time, yeah. like without fail. So I think what has happened, honestly, it happened really recently, and it's with um, Mindy Kaling's. She she directed yes. it, that show. What's the never show? have I ever? Never have I ever. Yes. And I remember Chloe and I were watching it when we were roommates, and I remember watching it and I was like, "This is this must be what it must feel like." to not relate to any of the story points. Yeah. Like I couldn't relate because it was about like, like an Indian family, you know what yeah. I mean? They have yeah. like, obviously a very different upbringing than me and all of the mm-hmm. friends also are minorities and they have different mm-hmm. upbringings and different, like some of them are queer and whatever. And I was like, damn, like, I still really like the show. Like, it's funny and it's well-written. But there was a disconnect there for me where I had to internalize, like, oh, crap. Like, that must have been what it felt like for these kids their entire lives growing up without seeing people that look like them on screen. And I have found at 28 years old at the time one show where I was like, "Eh, I don't really see myself in any of these characters. And Mm -hmm. I was literally 28 years old. I was
1: like, oh, you know what's funny, too, is that, like, that is – yeah, it's a story of, like, an Indian – I think I think they might even be Punjabi, I'm not sure. But oh they might anyway, be I even saw, like, I'm not Indian or Punjab but I even saw like similarities to my culture right. because there is that element of like an overprotective parent right. and like certain rules. There's certain that, like, archetypes you were in, there for sure. Yeah, that totally. Translates. That you're like, I could totally still relate to that. That like, yeah. I could totally still with, relate to her in moments for sure. Totally.
0: And I think there was there's a likability of her character that transcended obviously mm-hmm. like just her like ethnic background that I, it wasn't like something that I didn't like to watch. It was just no, more, totally. it was the first time more like visually on screen. I was like, I can't necessarily relate to any of these things. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with Chloe about it being like, that is so trippy. <laughs> that is taking it's taking me this long. I feel
1: like it would take you a second to be like, does that actually happen?
0: Yeah. No, totally. Like I how much like, truth the is there to that stuff,
1: if you've never it, experienced that?
0: Totally. And mm-hmm. that must be, I imagine, what to a certain extent it feels like on the other side of things. And it isn't, I mean, I didn't feel ostracized or anything by yeah. any means, but I imagine as a child... <laughs> It could be quite damaging to not have yeah. anyone that looks like you or speaks like you or does things like you. It would be quite isolating. So yeah. I think the problem definitely didn't become apparent to me until I was much older and realizing, like, how damaging it so would have been Yeah. To for super, myself super as a young person. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah for sure.
0: Um. um so, yeah. Okay, so obviously kids always is going to be different for you and always. I. We had very different upbringings. Yeah. But were there times where you, like – obviously we're talking like the middle school the high school where like that Mm -hmm. self-image starts to creep in and you're like okay um were there times where you felt like pressure to change the way you looked or like Kind of conform to external yes. pressures based on media or like based on like a certain. Yes. You said a little bit like Kim Kardashian or whatever. Okay, one hundred percent, without a doubt. Okay, perfect. A thousand
1: percent. Next question. <laughs> um, no, a hundred percent, without a doubt. And I okay. know I mentioned this in the body image episode, but I had agents telling me. I mean, I had like dance teachers telling me, agents telling me, like so many people telling me that like I had to be thinner in order to be the hot girl. Right. And so I actually As really want the only
0: thing that's worth yeah. Th- and so I really, for.
1: really, really want to clarify that when we talk about representation, I am not only talking. About cultural representation and diverse cultures, I'm talking diverse body types. I'm talking Mm -hmm. diverse types of people, Um, and I think yeah. So I just I want to make sure that that is known because there needs to be body representation too. There needs to be queer representation. There needs to be all types of representation and and also nuance
0: th- within that representation like totally putting someone that's queer in a show and then just having them be the queer person isn't yes. necessarily representation it's having 100 nuanced deep characters that aren't two-dimensional yeah. that it's like oh this one's the the token black person or the token yeah. asian person like where's the freaking nuance you know yeah. what i mean like these people have depth and characters and plot yeah they have lines. a life yeah
1: and i just found it's i was so like there lazy. weren't girls who were like Quirky and eccentric, ever playing the hot girl. If they were goofy, yeah. it was like they're goofy because they stayed in on a Friday night and like read Whoa, Shopaholic. Wacky. Like <laughs> literally, oh my god, that girl is wild. She's like different than the rest oh my god, of us. She's like, so different.
0: So that means that screw boys off. She just learned entirely. to read, the while
1: the rest of you didn't. Like, it's yeah. not you know. And it's also, I'm um, sure, some of the
0: popular girls also like reading. Like, why does everything have to be one? Why is other? that?
1: Why is that a goofy characteristic? But yeah. there were also so many times that I knew I wouldn't get a part or wouldn't get cast mm. because. I had to be part of a couple or a family and there was nobody else that looked like me. So they couldn't place me. And I've actually had, I've had people tell me like casting directors and stuff, be like, I just didn't know how to place you. I really like you. I just don't know where to place you.
0: It's like not my problem, man. Figure it out.
1: Yeah. And I had like, even one of the most recent, I say the most recent, like the last show that I did, they Mm -hmm. said, we didn't know where to place you. We like you and we want you in the show. We just don't know where to place you because I'm sure I don't look like the hot girl. I'm sure I don't look like the, this girl. And so they wouldn't be able to find somebody that resembled me to make me look like a unit. And so I don't even want to know or think about how many parts I've lost out of because of that. Like, yeah, sure, I'm 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 willing to take the L if I didn't get a part because someone else is more talented than I am. hundred sure. Like that's part if, of the game. If that was, yeah, that's totally part of the game. But if you're not hiring me because of what i look like like that's when i have an issue with that
0: 100 percent, and it's also just it sucks because in a creative industry it lacks so much creativity
1: it's so much you know
0: what i mean to be like oh i don't really know where you're gonna fit it's like i don't know literally anywhere because stories- but it's also like
1: that is creativity that's like exactly that's what i mean what exactly what it is
0: yeah i totally agree
1: yeah it's- and i think
0: even it's so funny because obviously it's so damaging on on Your side, like, to be not represented, that's what I'm saying Mm -hmm. by your side. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry for (laughs) phrasing it like that. But, like, I was – No, no, it's true. I was thinking it's, like, even on – and I'm not painting myself as a victim even in the slightest. But it's so damaging that it doesn't even help the people that they do pretend to represent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so – damaging to have like I even think of like (laughs) when I was in high school and stuff I used to think that all these actors that I saw in movies like look like my after picture like they all look like the glow up version of me if I had like a full 20 person makeup and exercise team or whatever and that almost it also had like a deeply ingrained effect in my self image because I was like, I can't even if they do kind of look like me, they look like the way better, hotter, smarter, totally. yeah, whatever versions of me. And there's no way that I can ever look like that because I know that it's it's not attainable. Yeah. But I'm gonna try really hard. I'm gonna buy those teas that make you have shits and that's I'm gonna get you. And that's how they get you. And that's what I realize now obviously is that it's Literally, how these kind of media forms function is mm-hmm. to be able to sell you things. That's why Jennifer Aniston sells face cream. Like, do you think she uses vino Probably not, man. Like,
1: yeah, seriously. You know
0: what I mean? It's just, it's. And yeah, this yeah. is no, hey, we keep bring up Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. Like, love her. She's so wonderful. Honestly, I, I love Jennifer I'm dragging her so hard. Like, oh, that bitch doesn't use Avena? Yeah, doesn't drink smart she water. Does She's like
1: Botox and whatever. <laughs> but it's just like
0: it, it's literally all for marketing. And the fact that like I used to do different like booty workshops or whatever like in the people magazine or, or whatever yeah. just because i was like oh well this is how whoever like julianne huff gets her eye. i'm like no she dances for like 12 fucking hours a day i'm yes. never gonna look like julianne huff you know what i, I mean? know tell me about it as much as like sure on the surface we both have blonde hair and white skin like it does not represent me at the slightest and it knows that it doesn't and it's still well i just literally <laughs> almost choked but it's still <laughs> that's why the media makes me sick man um <laughs> But yeah, it just, it's so shit feeling like, oh, also I was thinking of these things like all those dumbass magazines that we used to read when we were kids that would be like hot or not or like two women in the same outfits and be like, people voted and this person looks like shit and this person looks amazing and they both are like a hundred pounds soaking wet after dinner and you're like, hey man, just go easy. Like why are we rating women all the time?
1: But also Chris, like I actually want to like, this is exactly it too, is that when I say, that's why I say like body representation too, because I'm not like, don't, you don't need to say like, oh yeah, there's like people that look like me. Yes, there is. But then they're like, the exactly like you said, there's unrealistic versions. So if you saw somebody that looked like you and that had similar, like, even personality traits, like you, you wouldn't feel the need to to conform to these like external pressures and expectations as you said so mm-hmm. it's not only about like people that look super super different it's like show show normal looking people
0: yeah totally you know like, what i even, mean do you remember when jessica simpson like gained a little bit of weight and by a little bit of weight i mean i'm sure she was 135 pounds and she literally was on the front of magazines being called fat and like fat yeah. so on the beach and stuff like that and i was like yeah wait that's literally what my body looks like like that i look like a kind of Like thicker version of the skinny version of Jessica Simpson and she got dragged dragged like and it's just and it's so scary because then you think okay well obviously when we're growing up in that kind of culture the worst thing that you can be is to look like the versions of people that they're like making fun of you know what I mean because they make money really, off that yeah of course and then you're like holy shit what am i gonna do I'm like i don't want to yeah. look like this because then other everyone's gonna hate me i guess i don't know like it's I know. so wild. i'm gonna be
1: dragged on the cover of a magazine even though like literally nobody cares what i do from Monday yeah Friday, but, but even but thinking like, about
0: those people i'm like how damaging must it have been it's awful it's to, awful. Like, you're not under be 110 pounds scrutiny. anymore and then all of a sudden people are like fat shaming you and it's like i don't get it
1: yeah I know. Even when she'd be like pregnant. And I'm like. Yeah. They're like fatso. They her. She's growing a goddamn human She's life She literally there.
0: has a person inside <laughs> of her. You monsters. <laughs> and like TMZ and all that bullshit. Like it just. It's. Yeah. It is weird. And I feel it's like cruel, that's the yeah. one thing. As we like go into this next. Like t- part of the conversation is like. What we wish we could see in media mm-hmm. representation. And what we have seen may- that maybe that we like. And what we wish mm-hmm. that we could see more of. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like that's where. There is some shifts happening, but at the same time slowly, slowly, yeah, there slowly there are sure. there are some wins and you gotta acknowledge the wins.
1: Yeah. But 100%. there is so
0: much room for improvement still.
1: So much room for improvement. Oh my God, do we have enough time? There is so much. I know. If I were to okay, if I'm gonna put this like in short mm-hmm. and then I'll go into it. Okay. <laughs> I wanna see people that look like me every day. I want to see people that look like me, people that look that have diverse backgrounds, living normal, regular experiences, mm. having crushes, like going to the grocery store, being the hot girl, whatever the case is. I feel mm-hmm. like so often when we put people with a specific cultural background or a a specific like body type,
0: or yeah, totally,
1: that thing becomes the focal point and it becomes the storyline. It as becomes their only to, personality
0: type, like it becomes yes. their only personality point.
1: And a hundred percent, it's a big part of who that person is and how they move in the world and how they're seen, but it's always, always painted with the brush of like, this is a struggle, Yeah. you know? And so like, use my background as an example. If someone were to make a movie about my life, there's not a chance in hell that they would write that I struggled. Right. There's, there's tons of Armenians that were born in Canada, raised in Canada, have never known anything other than Canada. I didn't struggle for shit. I had zero struggles in my life. The only struggles that like are from my family are when my dad moved to Canada at 17 or when right. my grandparents moved my mom at And then after that, it's like regular times. things but that like, happened to people. But like there was no, I've never experienced struggle. Not like they would paint in the media. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's the only, re- like, why is that the only representation you're seeing in the media? So right. there's- Riz Ahmed, he's this like incredible Muslim actor who spoke out after the Muslim family that was attacked in London. I think it was mm-hmm. about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And he put it perfectly. These attacks are happening because of how Muslim people are portrayed in the media.
0: 100%.
1: People are seeing who don't – who have maybe never met a Muslim person, don't understand, are uneducated, or ignorant, and are all of these things – are seeing them painted as these bad people, as these like evil villains. Like without so fail. Take, without fail. And so they're like somehow taking it upon themselves to, to whatever, to attack them and, and spew out hate towards them. So I also think like if media is doing that much damage, mm-hmm. that much. To the
0: perception of an entire culture yes. or to an entire religious body.
1: Totally. Imagine what it could do if you used it for good. Mm. And so art and entertainment, this is why I feel so strongly about it, that it's like art and entertainment is not just something that people do because they want to get dressed up and they want to like sing and dance for a living. There's a lot of ways that it literally changes people's lives because it's, yes, it's entertainment, but it's also so Educational. It's educational to learn about different people's experiences. Like, look at you 100%. with the never have I ever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, look at this podcast in general. Like, we come from completely different backgrounds. We're having the same conversations, but we've lived through a lot of the same experiences. Absolutely. We just came at them a different way and, yeah, through a different lens. So, like, maybe what you did at 16, I did at 20 or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but that's the lens I'm talking about. Like, you can use someone's background as a storyline, but don't make it their only personality trait.
0: Totally. I couldn't agree with you more.
1: And so if we're like really diving into the deep of this, like I get so heated about this because it really starts from the top. Like representation on screen or on stage or wherever you see it can only be done authentically when you have representation behind the screen. So like sitting in the director's chairs, sitting in the producer's room, fighting for the story to be told truthfully. And like, so when I did... Beckham in 2019 almost mm-hmm. two years ago now it was shocking to see that the entire creative team was white
0: how wow. the hell do you
1: expect to tell a story about a young in the coming of age story of an Indian girl of a Punjabi girl from South Wales if you have never experienced anything even remotely similar yeah honestly so like <laughs> and that's not a
0: rare story either right like that's not a rare story that's like we
1: had so many people in the audience come up to us later on because the there was like literally like the white cast and then there was like the ethnic cast and so i say that because there were maybe like one or two um punjabis in the cast and they fought so damn hard to get things done truthfully and like an authentic way Yeah, and so there were monumental moments that were written in the show that the very few Punjabi cast members would say, yes, this is how it's done. Actually, my family has done it like this. Like, this is what would happen in my home and in my culture. And these moments almost got cut because the creative team didn't know what to do with it or didn't know how to handle it. Or they did it in, like, a way that they would – the cast members would speak out and be like, that's just not how it's done. Right. And to think that the whole time, like – yeah like I've been talking about like culture representation, but it's like body representation, too. like how is someone supposed to like get different people in the room so that they can speak from their experiences and then put that on screen 100%. you know like why are we not allowed to see a fat person living a completely normal, healthy, exciting, happy experiences like why does their right. why does their storyline have to revolve around their body? like it is yeah. literally the least interesting thing about them. And I don't think people understand how important that actually is.
0: 100%, because I think it also shows people that are watching it that the only thing that's interested, interesting about them is that they're fat or yeah. that they're brown or that they're black or whatever. Yeah. And it just goes back to that same point, like with the casting or with the creative team, it's mm-hmm. a lack of creativity and it's a lack of honestly probably being comfortable taking criticism and taking feedback yeah. and, and implementing it in an effective way and not yeah. understanding the responsibility that comes with being a part of representation, you know what I mean, like yeah. putting putting forth a body of work and understanding the power that that can have. And 100%. I feel like even for you, I know we talked about like because obviously you're not Muslim, um, but like being yeah. a part of a show like that, and it's like there's not even enough people of color to fill the Beckham mm-hmm. cast because of the lack of opportunities. Because honestly, a lot of those people are probably gonna be cast as like monolithic characters. Yeah in other things you know what
1: I mean like it's it's ridiculous like it's honestly ridiculous there's even so when I worked at a restaurant the last one that I worked at or like I guess the second last one there was a game that this one server and I would play and we'd be like she'd always come to me and be like okay if we were to cast the movie of this restaurant like who would we cast as certain people so she'd always like every shift I would work with her it was really fun and she'd be like okay so and so um Lady Gaga or like so and so I'd get like Margot Robbie Mm. and so we slowly kind of started going through everyone and she would always bless her heart would always try to find someone for me and she'd be like I think Lady Gaga because I get that a lot of like Mm -hmm. you look like Lady Gaga and I was like I don't know like I just don't I don't see it and then she'd be like Mindy Kaling and I'm like uh no I don't want any like I don't I want someone that is like as true to me. I don't look (laughs) like her, you know. Like I want someone that is as true to me as possible. Mm -hmm. And I even racked my brain. I still don't have a. I just still don't have a proper answer of who I would get to play me. And the one I settled on is Gina Rodriguez because I was like, okay, well, we have like a Latina
0: woman, like fully.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not Middle Eastern at all. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, she has like a cultural background, so she could understand the nuances of like of a cu- cultural upbringing. Right. That's cool. She c- can pull out like she has the dark hair and the dark features and like totally. she kind of has like a similar body shape and all of these sh- she's like quirky and she's whatever, she's like not like that sexy person. She's just mm-hmm. like a cute whatever. But still I was still never happy with my choice. I was like I still don't feel like You were settling for
0: somebody that kind yeah. of vaguely was like ethnically ambiguous enough to play. Yeah. It
1: and i'm like i still don't think that's an accurate representation and then it, it it honestly one day just like hit me i was like if i am at the time 26 27 28 playing this game in a restaurant how many little girls and little boys are playing mm-hmm. something very similar or like playing dress up or playing anything like this and they don't have a single person in the media to look up to a positive role model in the media to look up to that they mm-hmm. can emulate like, look how many people lost it when Kamala Harris is now the VP. That, yeah, that's not TV or or film, but or, it's still or shown musicals, in the media. But of it's course. still a representation of a woman, of a brown woman, in this position of power in the highest office in America. Like, Absolutely. That's still that's still representation for little girls looking up and being like, "Oh, okay, I can do more than what society tells me that I'm only meant for." Absolutely. And I love that. sorry, last thing, there was like no, no, one. No, no, this is amazing. I was looking through my phone the other day. I was like, you know, whenever you do like a little bit of a cleanup, like pictures and notes and blah, for blah, blah. For
0: sure. I, I'm overdue for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at my notes section. I'm going to see if I can find it. But I looked at my notes section and right during the pandemic, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, like I would say like March, April, mm-hmm. I was watching this show on Netflix called Dating Around. Okay. And it's the, basically this like show, this, this reality show of um, a girl or like whatever, someone who, a single who goes on five dates, five blind dates, and then picks a second date out of those five dates. Okay. And so this girl came on screen and she was adorable. I was like, for some reason I immediately was like, oh my God. I just like, I kind of love her. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. I just like, I love her. She was eccentric. She was quirky, but not in like the,
0: I'm the quirky girl. <laughs> I'm the
1: quirky girl. Like she was outright, like a little bit of a weirdo. And Love she it. actually said, I'm weird on a date to, to the to some guy on a date. Right. And she was a makeup artist. So she was in the creative industry and she was in the creative field. And I'm not joking you. I was like, I got emotional. Cause I was like, I feel like I am actually seeing, I think she was, she might've been Latina, but I felt like I was like seeing like a myself small as a human being represented mm. on on screen. And, like, yeah, it's a reality TV show. And if someone comes for me and says that it's scripted, I would even argue and be like, that's sick then that there's yeah, yeah, writers yeah. in the room writing about people like me. I'm, whether it's reality yeah, or it's no, not. this is not
0: a lo- like a loss for you either way. Yeah,
1: it's not a loss. And I legitimately, like I, I was so invested in her story and I was so invested in these guys that she was dating. Cause I was single at the time, I mean, at the time and now, but I was single watching it being like, who would I choose? And like, who treated her? Who understood her the best? Who was like mm. open and receptive to her? So it was
0: like, you were able to be more engaging in the whole I thing i just was so engaged because i was
1: bit. like i just see yeah and i was like 28 turning 29 and i i legitimately got like emotional watching her because i was like it's this really is powerful so to
0: see versions cool. of yourself online accurately and like yeah humanely depicted you know
1: yeah and so she ended up even picking the guy that i was like i would pick him if i were to go on a second date so Cute. like heather if you're listening to this i think <laughs> your name is heather i'm really happy for you guys <laughs> That's amazing. This is like a year ago, so like hopefully they're still together. But I just, even that, I was like, that is so cool to me Mm -hmm. that there's someone up there that I was like, you're a little bit of a weirdo. And I'm sure I always think I'm a weirdo. I'm like, oh, I just feel like such a little weirdo. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I'm like, maybe I've said that on a date, who freaking knows. But um, it just like, I felt... It also feels like seeing that up there and seeing yourself on screen, it shows people like myself, I guess, like the possibilities and opportunities for your own life. Like how many stories, how many stories do you hear of people saying, I saw the show or I heard the song and I was like inspired to do this. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's why people have these like great affinities to like certain actors because they're like, you know, I saw you play this person and it just inspired me to do X. And the reason people have such strong reactions to watching a show or a musical or whatever, it's because you see a part of yourself up there living through that experience. Totally. And it either makes you feel, okay, I'm not alone in this, or, oh, I never thought of it like that. I never saw the bigger picture and I never thought that was a possibility. So like, let me try this new way, you know, it, like teaches you a new way of thinking. And so like this is the whole reason why I feel so damn strongly about being an artist because and staying an artist through whatever shit storm that we're living through totally. because I feel like I want to fight for representation and I want to fight to have people seen. And if I can be behind the scenes or on screen, whatever on in front of the screens, mm-hmm. like getting different stories told and like making just like the tiniest bit of a difference. I'm just, I'm thrilled. I would be so happy about it because it's like we just need little people to fight keep fighting keep fighting keep pushing keep pushing
0: yeah I love that I think that's so important and I cannot wait to see you on screen or on the stage Uh, again cannot wait you're so talented
1: thanks my girl but so
0: I'm just basically gonna go through all of your points again (laughs) no I'm just kidding but I I honestly couldn't agree with um, with I couldn't agree more with any of your points I feel like it's so true and I feel like to the point of diversifying every level of storytelling, it's just so important. And we're, yeah. regardless of whatever media is, whether it's literally telling the news or whether it is a TV show or whether yeah. it's a pod, like whatever it is, I don't care, whatever medium. I just think like, how can we have true and genuine stories being told about anybody's life, but especially like BIPOC people, So like obviously mm-hmm. a- a- anybody, honestly, just any diverse type of story. Yeah. If they aren't written by or even cast by people they're supposed to be representing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I, yeah. I find it so frustrating even as like a white woman seeing white women take roles away from yeah like indigenous folks, Asian folks, yeah. like any type of like BIPOC person, like it just I like know. like we were just talking like. <laughs> watching emma stone play somebody that was supposed oh to be oh part native hawaiian and part asian in that movie aloha i literally was like the <sighs> caucasity the literal caucasity and obviously she got dragged for it as well i honestly she should have. i don't even have a problem with i don't have a problem with her but i just like if you get cast for a role like that i'm sorry it is your responsibility for somebody in that position and privilege like that i mean she probably got tapped for it that was when it just yeah kind of blowing up but like even still I think you take that position and privilege that you have and be like, this is a really great written role. This should go to somebody who's at the very least a part of those backgrounds or understands those backgrounds. It should not be going to a spray tanned Emma Stone. Like,
1: Oh my God, I can't. Literally, it's ridiculous. And she got, I think it was, oh God, was it the Golden Globes? Anyway, it was no the Golden idea. Globes, and I think Sandra Oh was up there, and she made a comment about, oh, I really want to find that clip, but she made a comment about how white people are now playing um, Asian roles, and you can hear Emma Stone from the background scream, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, my god! Have you seen this clip? But, like, also so awkward to, like, so acknowledge awkward. it in a jokey yeah. way like that. Ooh. Yeah. But it's true, because thinking about, like, I've listened to a lot of Sandra Oh's interviews and stuff, and talking mm-hmm. about being kind of cast in only a one-dimensional or a two-dimensional type of mm-hmm. character where that's why she liked her character on Grey's Anatomy so much because she wasn't kind of playing like a monolithic version of an Asian person. Yeah. And she was so much more than like how smart she was or whatever. Like she was a really mm-hmm. deep and kind of meaningful character. And then I would imagine after doing all those things and then seeing somebody like Emma Stone play somebody oh, that's God. supposed to be Asian would be, or like part Asian, part native Hawaiian would be, uh, I can't even imagine. It makes my blood boil, so I can't even imagine other other yeah. folks but I just think it is kind of that terrible cycle where these movies or whoever need to sell as many tickets and do all these things so they want to get big names out there. And instead of taking I, – I wouldn't even consider it the risk, but making the creative executive decision to really portray more authentic stories. Yeah. They're just like, I'll just take the easy way out. It's Chris Hemsworth with a spray yeah. tan for me. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, I just think it's really on the hands of yeah. the white directors, the white actors, the white casting directors, all these people to advocate and make space for folks yeah in these roles because i have you seen that ellen pompeo interview interview where she was just like i need every set to look like the world that i see outside and i walk inside and it look and you've made that exact same point earlier but it's like if i walk inside a set and i see only white folks Mm -hmm. then i'm leaving like i'm not Mm -hmm. working with you and ellen pompeo obviously has the benefit of being ellen fucking pompeo where she's been in the industry for a long time right And she has like some credibility to her name, but I just think like having that type of power and using it that way, being like, I will not, I will not engage. I will not work with you unless this is the the standard that's being set. But that's like kind of what needs to happen to make the changes. Otherwise it's just gatekeeping.
1: And also I, I I was thinking about this, like, as you said it a couple of minutes ago that like they're taking that risk and you say it's not really a risk. And and that that is how it should be seen. This should right. not be seen as a risk. But right now, the way the industry is, it's a risk. It's a creative voice. Like, oh, we're, we're being brave. It's like, okay, <laughs> like how is this a fucking chill. creative choice to yeah. put someone with like like brown hair and like yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe didn't grow up? You know what I mean? Totally. Like how is that a how is that going out on a limb?
0: Totally. Like, and I think now what's ended up happening and what I think is like so interesting and also so incredibly heartbreaking is that all of these white actors and actresses are actually getting plastic surgery to have more ethnic features Yes, that have been traditionally demonized by the faces that they were like originally born onto. Like I think getting the big lips, having like mm-hmm. the higher arch eyebrows, the darker eyebrows, the big eyelashes, like all these things are tr- like really white folks. Trying yeah. to mimic ethnic features, yep, and getting the Brazilian butt like butt lift, all these different things to make
1: them look to ambiguous, make them look so more that they ambiguous. can look, yeah. And
0: it's been happening a lot, like people talking on social media about how they now get, um, they're now seen as white folks, like people that are mixed or of lighter skin are now being seen as white people because of how common it is mm-hmm. for white folks to try to look more ethnic. And, she, That's and this insane. one woman was like, she's like, I'm half black, I have light skin. This is from TikTok. And she was like, I am told all the time that I am not allowed to speak on the things that I'm speaking on because I'm a white woman. And she was just like, I I can't even understand... And it's so heartbreaking, obviously, because it's like, not only are you dealing with the nuances of being biracial, but now you're also being told that you can't speak on it because you look too white when it's really just white people that are trying to look too black. Like, it's just, I can't, it's oh my literally God. lose-lose. Do you like, have that video? Do you yeah, like, I'll try to send it to you.
1: Yeah, I would love it's, it's to see that.
0: probably deep in my likes at this point because I've had a yeah, few yeah, yeah. Uh, TikTok hold days. But yeah. um, I'll, try to, I'll try to dig it up because it is honestly horrifying to think that it's... It's so like, true. Wh- white folks can literally not stand being put on the back burner for even two seconds. That in- yeah, like instead of allowing space for other folks, they're just like, yeah. I'm just gonna actually like take your identity from you, and I'm gonna just. I actually exactly. didn't even
1: think of that, like the plastic surgery. Oh, big time portion of it. But now that like I did see one TikTok about it, and then I kind of like the just high forgot, cheekbones, but the yes, fox lift, The fox lift is it, literally I'm like, to try to look that's more Asian. So messed up.
0: Yeah, it's horrifying because literally as little kids on the playground, people would like widen their eyes to make fun of Asian people. And now women are going under the knife to have the fox eye, which oh my God. literally is supposed to mimic like more of an Asian lid, which is just like.
1: But just goes to show you, if all of these were represented in a positive light.
0: Right. And not. Well, because whenever they are also. um like whenever they are represented, it's often fetishized, which is why it's kind of yes. getting mixed into this thing of being like hypersexualized. You yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, which I think yeah. is just such a shit. It's such a shitstorm because yeah, it's just a lose lose for everybody. Because then, mm-hmm. if you are getting represented in your culture, it's hyper hypersexualized in a way that also makes it like this fetish almost. Yeah, and that's yeah. also hugely problematic, obviously.
1: It's like it, I I get speechless because I'm like, what are you? to do. <laughs> what are you to do? Like I there's no know. it feels like there's no winning at that point. But that's why you need to keep
0: engaging like, in thoughtful conversation and speaking and, up when you can.
1: Yes, honey. Yes. But seriously,
0: like it's not true. staying quiet. Like when people talk yeah. about stuff like this like I honestly think obviously if you want to do something for your body, do it, but I really think that it's really important for us especially white folks to question everything and to challenge everything and to challenge why we feel the need to mm-hmm. do certain things because more often than not it comes from a place of exploitation. Yep. And taking yeah, advantage damn. of other people's culture or just making space that shouldn't be ours. Like, I think that's bottom line.
1: Yeah. Damn. I, like, almost want to, like, leave it on that because that's – that's sh- that shit's real. That's real.
0: So that's me as a white that's- girl and I'm going to go get my Brazilian booty.
1: <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> no, but I, I – I, But I, it's true. It is true. I know. So, I mean, if we were to, like, leave this off, if we were to, you know, I guess do, like, a debrief that we we have done in the past, mm-hmm. it's just that, like – if if the media represented exactly the way Alan Pompeo say it, said it, and I know exactly which interview you're talking about because I've watched it a few times, but that the staff looks like the world that we walk in, walk out, the world that we're walking through, like we live in Canada, there's the States, like these are the most multicultural countries, you know? For the, so the like, most part, for sure. W- for the most part. So and why And behind the scenes we... of any
0: organization, I think that yeah. should be across the board, not just in media. I think in our boardrooms, rooms, in our executive yeah. offices- I think there is absolutely no mm-hmm. there is no negative to having a diversified range of opinion yeah. there's no there's no negative to having a diversified range mm-hmm. of thought processes of experiences yeah. of voices, and I just think the more we can create space and i'm speaking literally as a white person to other white people the more that we can advocate and create space Mm -hmm. to ensure that there are equal hiring processes and not equal in the sense of like oh one of everybody or whatever but like just and fair and equitable hiring processes based on the inequities that have come from the society that we've benefited from like so understanding that maybe there's not as many people in stem or maybe there's not as many people in hollywood or whatever and taking that into account when you're hiring i just think that's it has to be it's, an active process. It's not a it does passive, have to be an active oh, process. as we become more, you know, as we become more accepting. No, I'm sorry. It, it has to be yeah. active, active, yeah. active, active in, yeah. in the space that we make for other people.
1: It needs to start from the top because then that's the way that it trickles down and it trickles through the, you know, the culture, culture and the environment and all of Absolutely. that of whatever that person, you know. What, like whatever company or whatever show or whatever you're talking about. Totally. But it infiltrates it really, everything. really, really has to start at the top so that people at the, I say at the bottom, but people that are, I guess, not the ones making the decisions, you for know. Sure. Like in, for sure, underrepresented, uh, for sure. Yeah. They feel comfortable enough to be in that room. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a whole other thing, I guess, too, is that when they're not represented at the top, when you are i'm going to just speak from like an actor's perspective as an actor if i don't see somebody represented someone that i even remotely relate to at the top i don't feel comfortable to speak out on
0: certain issues or certain issues because totally. i'm
1: like you wouldn't understand or you may not think i'm telling the truth or you may not xyz so that's why right. it's so, so damn important to have people at every single possible level so that there's there's trust that's built throughout. Totally. I love that. Oh, I'm really glad that we got this off my chest.
0: <laughs> Me too. This is very therapeutic. I really do. I just a took nice a big stretch now. Oh, God. Seriously. Okay. Um, but you know what's very exciting is that while this gets released, we're going to be up at a cottage together. Yeah, we're guess. actually going to be hanging out in person.
1: Stinking. Wait. For like wow. longer
0: than an hour in a park, which yes. is going to be spectacular.
1: We are vaxxed and ready, baby.
0: Totally. Let's and go. that leads to us also releasing TikToks, which we will let you know about, yes. folks. Yes. Listening.
1: So pay attention. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned.
0: This has been Accidental Friends with Aline and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Instagram at Accidental Friends Podcast and our website AccidentalFriendsPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. We love you. See you Thursday.